Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. Well, hello, my beautiful, beautiful monkeys and my fellow travelers. What is going on? It's your best friend in the whole wide world, Uncle Silverback. We have uh, made quite the journey on Mr. In-Between, and today we are doing the last episode. And I think what I've decided to do, and I talked about this earlier. uh, Well, you know what? I'll circle back to that here in just a second. Let's go ahead and get that contact info posted. But we are on... Season 3, Episode 9, which is the final episode of Season 9. Or, oh, good heavens. Okay, let's do that again. We are on Season 3, which is the final season, and we're on Episode 9, which is the final episode of Season 3. And it is entitled, I'm Not Leaving. I suppose there could always be a chance that maybe that Another network picks it up, but I don't I don't think that there's going to be. I think this will be sort of the end of Mr. In-Between. And I'd like to hear maybe some of your guys' thoughts on it, even if you're listening to this a few months from now. Go ahead and call in or, or shoot a quick email in, and I'll give you the address to do that thing. So if you want to use the voicemail, it's area code 206-745-2731. 206-745-2731. And the last thing would be APE, A-P-E-1. Isn't that clever? All right. If you want to send in an email, then I'll read it for you on the show. Or if you want to send in your own audio, the place, to, and I'll play it for you, the place to do that is thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. So what I was, oh, uh, let's see here. I'm a little uh, discombobulated because I'm thinking about all the stuff I want to say about the last show here. But before we do that, let's go ahead. If you want to check out any of my social media stuff, you can go over to the website, which is thearmedape.com. You have buttons there for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. If you would ever consider donating to the show or supporting the show financially, there is a PayPal donation button there, and you can just click on that and follow the prompts. If you would like to support the show, but financially is not kind of your bag right now, that's fine. I would ask that maybe you spread the word about the show, tell some of your friends about it if you think they would enjoy it. The other way to do it is to go over to my YouTube channel, which is Every Blade of Grass. And you, if you're at the website, you can just click on the YouTube icon. It'll take you right there. Check out some of my videos. Comment on them if you'd like, uh, and subscribe to the channel. I'm trying to grow that channel. Eventually, I will probably migrate some of the uh, the podcast in their entirety over to YouTube. I, I mean, I'll still do the podcast, but what I'll do is I'll also have it as sort of a backup. I'll eventually put all the shows over there as well. 
So it'll be another place where people could get it. But I may only do like a, a certain backlog of them. I don't know. Anyway, one of the things that I had talked about earlier when we were first starting to do the series um, review, I guess we could call it, is that I talked about I'd like to ma- I might do a final show where I talk about the series as a whole. I also might do a show that deals with just the music. But I think what I might do is I'll do kind of a combination of both of those, where I'll talk about just the series in general, just real, real quick, but then we'll also talk about a lot of the music and I'll play some of the music or at least parts of some of the music on that, on maybe that final show. So anyway, let's go ahead and let's get going with episode nine entitled I'm Not Leaving. So if we recall from the last episode, from episode eight, Ray was pretty shaken up once he finds out that Zoe has not made it. And he understands, like we talked about in the last show, that pretty much Raphael probably just killed her or just dumped her somewhere on the side of the road and shot her and made sure she was dead. It opens up and Ray is at home. He's sitting on the edge of his bed. He's still got the same clothes. So we think that he's probably just, you know, eventually made it back home. So I I think it's probably maybe a, a day or two later. I don't know. Again, it when we look at sort of the road trip that Zoe and Ray were doing, it took them a couple of days to kind of get to where they were when they had the crash. So it's probably a couple of days later. I don't know. Or maybe Ray just drove all the way through. Anyway, he's, he's very upset. He's doing, you can tell he's doing a lot of thinking. He's got his, he's sitting on the edge of the bed. He puts his head down in his hands. He starts to go through the bag. He opens it up. There's the envelope of cash that's in there. He just takes it and he tosses it aside angrily he starts to go through the bag and he finds the picture that he took of Zoe, the little Polaroid thing. And he's looking at it and he's staring at it. I think what we're seeing is he feels like I could have maybe had a little bit of a relationship and now that's gone. It's gone probably because of the line of work that I am because I'm a criminal. And I also think he probably feels he's somewhat responsible for what happened, if we if we go back to some previous episodes, when one of the scenes that we saw was when Ray was talking with Brittany about, well, I don't have much luck with relationships. I think I may be just destined to sort of be on my own. So I don't know. Maybe part of that is he thinks he's kind of a jinx or that he's kind of a, what do they used to call it, a Jonah, where everything he kind of touches eventually kind of backfires on him, maybe especially with women. I You know, I don't know. So we cut to that. He goes outside. He's having a smoke. And you can tell he's just, he's really pondering things. He's thinking about like what he's going to do. What should he do? We cut to the next scene and we see it's the outside of Ray's house, but there is a realtor sign that's there and it says sold. So he has sold his house. Uh, We cut Britt is in her room and she's packing up all her things. And she asks Ray, why he's leaving. And Ray says, I'm not leaving. And of course, that's where we get the title of the episode from. And that may be one thing that I'll do. I may go through and as a kind of a little fun thing is I'll play each character saying, you know, when the title is spoken. But anyway, Ray says, well, you know, I'm not leaving. I'll be an hour and a half, only an hour and a half away. I'll still see you all the time. And then Brittany's like, yeah, but you're still leaving. And I think it's one of those things where Brittany, again, is smart enough 
And sometimes she's maybe a little bit wise beyond her years with, with when she argues with Ray. But I think she also kind of knows it's going to be different. I think probably right now Ray maybe lives, you know, who knows, maybe a half an hour away or, or 20 minutes away from where Brittany's mom lives. I think they live in the same town and everything. And I don't think it's a giant town, uh, but I think they live relatively close to where it, it would be relatively easy for Ray to come get her or if she wanted to see Ray or this, that, or the other thing. Uh, you know, when they kind of, when Ray and Britt were kind of arguing, one of the things she said was, I'll just call mom and she'll come get me. And he's like, all right, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I don't think she's too far away. So again, she's probably 15, 20 minutes away from, from Ray right now, from where she lives with her mom. And she knows that that's going to change, that it's not going to be a thing of where, oh, if, if he... You know, she can't just like maybe pop over for a special occasion or something like that. So anyway, Ray is driving Brittany back to uh, back to her mom's house. And there's like this song, I can't remember, some song they talk about. I think it's like French kissing in the USA. And so Brittany's like, well, what's French kissing? And Ray's like, mm, I don't know. So they kind of talk about that and have a little bit of funny back and forth. Oh, no, Ray's not taking her to her mom's. He's taking her over to see Bill. That's right. So they go at Bill's memory care place. Ray and Brittany come up to Bill, and he doesn't recognize him. He doesn't know who they are. Ray tells him, well, I'm your son, and this is your granddaughter. And he's like, oh, I've got a granddaughter. And he's like, oh, you're so pretty. And they're working on this puzzle, and they just kind of spend some time with him. And again, it's a, a little bit of a change for Ray in that before he wouldn't have done that. He especially wouldn't have brought Brittany around. But I think he's had a little bit of a change in maybe his attitude toward his father, especially since since Bill is in and out of it so much. Uh, you know, Ray can kind of... I, it's one of those things where it's sort of like uh, when Brucey was talking about forgiveness and once he forgave Bill that a weight was lifted off him. So I think that Ray is maybe doing that, even though Bill doesn't really kind of understand or probably know, at least Ray, it's good for Ray to be able to kind of unburden himself of that anger and rage and and, and uh, hostility that he has toward his dad. So we cut from there and Ray drops off Brittany at, his, at uh, her mom's house and he says he'll see her in a couple of weeks. I think, I can't remember then, I think she says, you know, for him to get internet out there. So, you know, things are changing and Ray knows that. Ray knows that things probably aren't going to be the same. And I think he's okay with that. So the next... Scene we cut to, we see Ray and Gary are out in the countryside, and Ray is working on kind of a little crummy little RV trailer. And Gary says, well, what are you going to do with Britt? You know, has she been out to visit yet? And Ray says, no, there's no internet, so she doesn't want to come out yet. Uh, Ray asks, how's the movie biz going? And Gary said, oh, it's going great. I may have to hire some help. And uh, like I said, Ray's trailer is kind of dumpy. And I didn't, I'm not really sure what he's doing. He's out and they were actually putting solar panels up on his trailer. So I don't think there's power out there. I don't, uh, I don't know how far away he is um, from whatever town he moved to. So he sold his house and he moved out of town, but I don't know where he is now. He's within an hour and a half radius. So I don't know if there's a little town that's close to him where he can go in or not. But I think there kind of has to be. But anyway, uh, like I said, I think, so I, the more I think about it, I'm pretty sure Ray just sort of lives kind of out, maybe off grid, but out in the country somewhere. But he, I don't think he's too far away from some town somewhere. 
So the next thing we cut to, we see Ray. He's at a, at a Chinese restaurant. Freddie comes in. Ray gets him to try some dimmies, and they kind of go back and forth, and there's a little bit of comical stuff to it. And uh, it turns out, un unlike the caviar that Freddie tried, that Freddie actually likes the dimmies. In fact, he loves them. So anyway, Freddie tells Ray, hey, you remember that biker guy that Alex, that you had the run-in with, and he's like, yeah, and he's like, he's looking for you, meaning that he's out to kill Ray. And so Ray's like, well, who told you? And then Freddie says, ah, just a mate of mine. And Ray says, well, do you know do you know where he is? He kind of hesitates a little bit, like, well, why aren't you telling me who told you? But he doesn't really push it. And so I, I think Ray may be thinking, well, that's kind of weird, but Freddie gives Ray a paper, I'm sure, with address and stuff on that. So let's talk about that a little bit in that a couple episodes ago when Ray had met Remy, and Remy said, I thought you and he I'd heard you and Freddie had had a falling out. And then Ray said, eh, we just went through a rough patch. So I think maybe in Ray's mind, he thinks, well, maybe their friendship got hurt a little bit, but they've still got a working relationship. And Freddie isn't necessarily going to do anything to take revenge against him, which I don't know if the reverse would have been true. So let's say like if it was a few years later and Brittany's married and, and, and he goes over to his Freddie goes over to his son-in-law's house and shoots a shotgun off. I don't know that Ray would have allowed Freddie to probably live at that point. So, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing to kind of think about. So the next scene we see Ray and Dave. And remember, Dave is the guy who is uh, one of the bikers from the, uh, the Dead Birds. And they're talking about aliens and kind of just, you know, it's some of the BS talk that we see a lot in the show. And they find, um, they go to the address that Freddie had given them, and they find it's sort of an old abandoned building, farmhouse type thing uh, out in the countryside. There doesn't seem to be anybody around, and what they think is that, that Alex has gone underground and he's hiding there. And they're like, well, you can tell they're kind of like, well, I don't, I don't think that he's here. So... Ray calls up Freddie and he's like, hey, you know, give me a call when you get this. It's just Freddie's voicemail. All of a sudden, Dave's looking up and he sees this weird thing coming and he's like, what is that? And it turns out it's a drone. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, bam, you hear a gunshot. And Dave gets shot through kind of the upper part of his chest and his shoulder. And he, he drops down. They run back to the car. And you see kind of coming up the road, there's a truck that's speeding up. Ray and Dave get in the car. Ray's in the front. Dave is in the back. Ray ends up backing up and then spinning the car, which is kind of a neat scene. Shows he's a good, a good driver. And the truck is chasing them. There is a guy that pops up out of the truck, and he's got a shotgun, and he's shooting at him. Uh, and Dave is shooting back at the guy in the car. The guy in the, in the truck who's shooting at him with the shotgun shoots out the back tire, which causes the car to crash, and it flips. And again, we've seen a lot of times... I don't know necessarily that the car would have flipped, but uh, again, it causes some um, oh, some damage, some more damage, a little bit of damage to Ray and a little bit of damage, more damage maybe to Dave. I think he kind of gets banged up a little bit more. They also had a, uh, when the truck was chasing him, Ray was like, you know, reach through the pass-through on the backseat of the car and get the semi, get the semi-automatic gun. And before he can get it, that's when the car crashes and the guns flip out. They can't get to the gun. They, they end up 
they end up running kind of off toward this farmhouse thing. Ray gets the gun from uh, from Dave because Dave shot. He can't do well. And so Ray is shooting back at them with the pistol that Dave had. As they are doing that, a motorcycle shows up. Dave and Ray, they, again, they're going to the building. So now it's basically three versus the two. Ray ends up shooting kind of the last of the ammo and he just like throws the gun down and runs off and they go back into the, uh, the farmhouse building. So Dave is hurt pretty bad. He's kind of, at this point, he's kind of, it looks like he's kind of bleeding out. So we don't know if maybe he got, he's got like a collapsed lung or something like that has happened from his shot that he got, or if it's clipped one of a, a big major vessel and he's just bleeding out. So Dave knows, kind of knows that he's dying and he asks Ray, he's like, you know, Ray, promise me to look after my little boy, promise me. And then Ray's like, I promise you. And then Ray's like, don't die on me, don't die on me. And of course, Dave just kind of, again, what's interesting, has that little huff of breath, like, and that's his dying breath. And then Dave, of course, is dead. We cut to, we see three men are approaching the, on, uh, the farmhouse. One of them is Raph and Raph was in the truck and he has a pistol the second is a kind of the bigger guy that's one of Raph's, Raph, Raphael, I'll just say it that way, Raphael's men. He was the guy that was at, in the last episode, was in the kind of the makeshift barn where the, the RV, the, the rendezvous spot where they all met up. And he's got a shotgun, so he was the guy with the shotgun. And then the guy on the motorcycle turns out to be James. And James has a rival. Looks like he's got one of the old Ruger uh, Mini 30s, I think is what they were called. I think that's what it was. Was it a Mini 30? Ruger 30? Anyway. Um, I always kind of wanted one of those, but never ended up getting one. Kind of wish I had from back in the day. So what they're going to do is they're going to make this sort of breach the house. They, div they, they divide up. They split up. Ray is in the house, and he's looking for weapons. He finds a big cleaver, but then he sees something else kind of off in the distance. The big guy, uh, the guy with the shotgun... He goes into the house and then Raph and James kind of split up and are going to work their way around the house. So I guess we'll just call him shotgun or something. So shotgun is kind of walking through the house real careful. And then Ray comes up behind him. And the next thing that we hear is, is uh, it cuts to sort of Raphael and James. They're on the outside back of the house and they're looking at each other and they're going to go in. They're getting ready to go in. All of a sudden we hear this like this whoosh and then uh, the shotgun guy comes out. He, he's on fire. He doesn't have any weapon with him. Ray follows him out and he's picked up the shotgun. So Ray has the shotgun. The big guy comes out. He's on fire. He drops both Raph and, and this all happens in like a second or two. Raphael and James are just watching the guy on the ground because they're kind of like in shock, as you probably would do. And then Ray, they're, they're watching him burn, and then Ray shoots James right in the head and just, boom, just blows out the side of his head. He, of course, drops. That's the end of him. Roth then quickly looks at Ray, sees him, and he takes a couple of shots at him, forcing Ray back into the house, and then they, Raph starts to run toward the truck. Uh, Ray takes a few shots at him. He misses. Raph gets back to the truck. And as as he gets into the truck, Ray shoots sort of the last shot in the shotgun and it hits the glass. And I think the window maybe takes most of the shot, but it hits Raph in the face and kind of bloodies up his face pretty bad. 
Uh, as Raph starts to drive away, Ray sees the bag of his gun, so he runs up and he gets that Pratchett, which is like the old stem gun. He bop, 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 shoots about half of a, of a uh, magazine, and the, the truck kind of crashes through a fence and ends up out in a field. Ray comes up to where Raphael is in the truck. He's kind of, he's alive, but, uh, and probably could make it if he could get to the hospital. But I think most of his stuff is he's just, he's banged up more from the crash. And then he's pretty badly wounded from the shot that he took in the face, but it doesn't seem like it's, oh, like a mortal wound. And, uh, Raph is just sort of though barely holding on to consciousness. And then he whispers at Ray, like real slow. He's like, fuck you. And then he kind of chuckles. And then we go, we see Ray raise up the gun and it goes to a wide shot. And then Ray just like, pop, 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 fires the rest right into old Raph's head. So we cut from there. It's nighttime. Freddie and his girlfriend are at Freddie's house. Freddie goes outside to have a smoke and he comes back in and Ray is waiting for him inside. And I wanted to go ahead and play the clip here of their reaction or their interaction together, I guess I should say. Jesus Christ, you scared the fucking shit out of me. Mate, I'm sorry. I, I had to do it. I'm, I'm sorry. I had, I had to do that. I had no choice. Now, if I didn't help set you up, he was going to kill me. Raphael and his guys, they, they, they were watching me. They were watching me at the, at the restaurant. They had a, a guy out, outside my house watching Michelle. She? He's upstairs. Like, I, I feel so bad, I, I haven't slept. You're unbelievable, you're like a, like a cat, nine lives. friend of mine wasn't so lucky. Oh, mate, I'm sorry. Hey, hey if, there, if there'd been any other way. Could have tipped me off. Hey, look, I was just, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was terrified. But yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, yeah I should have, uh, yeah, I should have, I, I should have done that. I should have, I should have tried, but I, I made a mistake, you know. Everybody makes mistakes, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Mm. Wasn't really a mistake, though, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, mm. yeah it was, mate. Mm. I'm the one who made the mistake. Right, I'm so sorry. So in that interaction, we see that Freddie is genuinely in fear of his life. And we also see that Ray knows that, oh, when he says it wasn't a mistake, though, was it? That Freddie didn't tip him off because Freddie could have. Freddie could have easily tipped him off a number of times and said, hey, look, these guys are going to try and kill you. It's going to be 
It's not Alex at all. It's going to be Raphael. And some would say, well, why, how is this different than when, um, like Dave tried to kill Ray, you know, or, or, or well, he didn't necessarily try and kill him, but he was bringing him out to, uh, Davros and his guys. And again, I think Ray, uh, it, it, at that point, Ray and Dave didn't have the relationship that they have. They weren't, they didn't, you know, um, in the show, Ray has said that he's known Freddie for over 20 years. And so, you know, at that part too, where Ray says, yeah, I, I'm the one who made the mistake, meaning he should have known that when Ray did what he did at Freddie's son-in-law's house, that Freddie eventually was going to get back at him somehow. And so what he means is I, I made a mistake by ever trusting you. It could be too that he made a mistake when he went out and talked to Remy and asked him to maybe give Freddie a little bit more time to pay his debt back and everything. And I don't know if, if Freddie ever knew about that. I, I kind of don't think that he did. And there was an interesting thing when Ray asked if Michelle was there at the house. And I think had she not been, he might have killed Freddie at that point. I, I'm not a hundred percent, but I think maybe because she's there and if he kills Freddie, he's probably going to have to kill her because she would, I don't know, maybe try and get revenge on him or maybe report him to the police or, you know, who knows. Ray makes a decision at that point sort of just to to let Freddie live. And uh, again, when you watch the scene, you know, watch uh, Freddie's reactions, look at Freddie's eyes, and then watch Ray. You can tell Ray is just, he's he's still beat up from the, from the firefight that he had. And he's just, you can tell he's just tired and he's, he really feels betrayed, I think, by Freddie. But then he, I think he also feels maybe that he kind of, mm, I don't even, maybe this may be a little bit more projection on my part, but you almost kind of get the sense that he feels like, oh, maybe I don't have, maybe I'm not necessarily, eh, not, not that I don't have what it takes, but maybe that I'm not necessarily willing to do some of the stuff that I need to do that I would maybe would have been willing to do a few years ago. Like he probably should have taken Freddie out and he's not willing to do that at this point. So anyway, we cut to the next scene. We see Ray is out at his crummy little trailer and he, he's got his, his facial hair has grown out a little bit and also the hair on his head. Normally Ray keeps his head. He's a bald. He keeps his head shaved. And so some of his hair has grown on top of his head. And he's wearing a Werigal, W-E-R-R-I-G-A-L, taxis shirt. So he's driving a cab. And we cut to, and he's he's just sitting out in his trailer. He goes out and he makes himself a cup of coffee or tea. And he goes out and sits out on his trailer on his land where he's at. And it's interesting, you know, I don't know. Because Ray should have actually quite a bit of money holed up. Uh, he should have almost enough money to where if he, and maybe that's what he's doing, if he sort of plays it safe for a while, maybe he figures things are a little too hot and he needs to disappear for a few years and he's going to keep the money. I would think, that, and that's something I'll do maybe on the next show, is I'll try and figure out at least what we've seen, the amount of money that he's gotten kind of from the show uh, or during the, the course of the show that we've actually seen him get. So anyway, he, um, it's a rainy night. He picks up, he's getting ready to pick up a couple of guys at a, at a bar and he flips down his visor. He's kind of like, you know, checking his eyes or something like that. And then we see 
that he has the on that little vanity mirror on the inside of the visor he has the picture of Zoe is is uh, strapped up there and even though it's probably been a few months he you know he still carries maybe a little bit of a torch for or maybe what probably more for what would the the possibility that is lost is probably what he's kind of remembering more than anything else so anyway these two guys get in one of his name is Dill and Dill sits in the back and another guy, his name is Jace, and he gets in the front seat with Ray. And they're making some small talk. And the guy says, oh, you know, how, hey, driver, how long do you like doing this? And he's like, yeah, it's not the worst job I ever had. And he's like, um, what do you guys do? And then what's interesting is Dill, the guy who's sitting in the back seat, says, oh, a bit of this, a bit of that. So... I think for Ray, maybe that is a little bit of a, um, oh, not a warning, but it's a, it's, it's terminology and it's a way that somebody talks maybe where they don't necessarily want to say what they do. So I think he thinks, okay, maybe this, maybe these guys are a part of the criminal world uh, because that's a lot of the stuff he used to say when people would ask him what he did. He'd say, ah, I do a bit of this, a bit of that. So Jace, who's sitting up front, tries to change the uh, radio station and they kind of go back and forth with that. The guys have told him that they, I, th- I think it's something like Christie's Beach or something like that is where they want to take him, but it's raining and Ray says, well, I can only take you so far and then I'll have to let you out because it's, the roads are going to be a little bit too wet. And so they get up to the entrance sign and they ask, oh, can you um, go a bit further? And so Ray's kind of like, oh, all right. And they go, they get to a, a little bit more of an isolated spot and Ray stops and says, you know, that's it, mate. And then Jace, who's the guy who is sitting up front, just kind of orders him and says, uh, what, how does he say it? I think he just says, Jace tells him, just says, keep going. But he says it like, you know, like an order. And then Dill in the back says, oh, sorry, we're just, you know, just a bit further, please. And so Ray sighs and he pulls up a bit more. So I'm going to go ahead and I'll play you a, a final clip here. Spooky out of your idea. It's dark as. I think someone might die out here tonight. couple of things there and, and when you're watching pay attention to the song that is playing on the radio it's uh, by AWOL Nation it's a song called Run I think is the name of it uh, and anyway this will be some of the stuff that we talk about when we do kind of our recap in our music show but part of the lyrics of that thing is I'm a human being who's capable of doing terrible things 
And so I think I don't, at, when I very first watched it, I thought, oh, are these some guys maybe that, you know, some past associate or maybe even Freddie has gone, gotten, found out where Ray is and has maybe put a, a, a contract out on Ray to, to get him, to have him killed before Ray can maybe come back on him. And the more I thought about it, the more I don't think that's what it was. I kept waiting for them to maybe pull a gun on Ray or do something like that. What I think it is, is these guys are just sort of low-level criminals and that they are going to take Ray out there and rob him. And they're saying that stuff like, oh, somebody might die tonight and they're trying to make Ray feel uncomfortable. But it's not really working on Ray. In fact, when they're, you know, they're saying like, oh, somebody might die tonight, Ray's just kind of, you know, he just sighs and he can tell. And then he, when he stops the car, they, you know, they say like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, um... So again, when um, I kind of lost my train of thought, so I went back and rewatched it real quick. But so again, when Ray pulls up and stops the car and he sighs, Dylan uh, Jay says, "Oh, you know, when they're talking about somebody might die out here tonight." And then Jace is like, "What do you reckon, Dill?" And then Dill's like, "Yeah." And then at that point, Ray has stopped the car, and he's looking at he's looking at Jace, and his face is kind of half in shadow, but you can kind of see his mouth a little bit. And then you see his one eye is looking at at Jace. And then as the music, you know, kind of swells, you see his smile. The Ray gets that maniacal smile again, that when he knows he's about ready to kind of go into, we'll call it battle, so to speak, or when things are going to get real dicey, Ray gets that smile on his face. And then right when it says, when the music swells up and says, run, Ray's eye just darts and looks past Jace and looks at us, the viewer, or looks into the camera, and then it, boom, it fades to black, or it just, I mean, it cuts to black, excuse me. So, again, uh, we uh, with that with that maniac smile, which is that combination of uh, kind of happiness and predatory nature that, that's coming out, we kind of get the idea that probably Jace and Dill are not going to be long for this world. So, that is the end of the episode, and that is the end of the series. Like I said, what I will do is I think I'm going to do one follow-up show, which I believe will come out. I'll try and get that done. Let me look at my notes here real quick. I think I've got that. Let's see, this will come out on the 8th, and the 8th was going to be... The 8th is a Wednesday, so you're hearing this on Wednesday the 8th, and on Friday the 10th, what I'll do is I'll do kind of that follow-up show where we talk about the music and we'll just talk about the series in general as a whole, and I'll maybe cover some of the things that I kind of forgot here and there. So if you would like to contact me, if you would like to con uh, or talk about Mr. In-Between, now's a good time to go ahead and send in that stuff. You can talk about anything. Uh, there's going to be sort of no holds barred. All spoilers are going to be valid because we've gone through the whole thing. The only thing I would ask is that if you if you have seen The Magician, which is I will probably do a show on The Magician as well and do a compare and contrast. But if you have seen The Magician, I'd say hold off. Don't talk about that. Uh, but other than that, you can talk about anything that's on the show. The voicemail is area code 206-745-2731. You're limited to 90 seconds, but you can call it as many times as you want. If you would rather send in an email and have me read it for you on the show, or if you would rather send uh, some audio that you have recorded and send it to me and I'll play it for you on the show. And it can be about Mr. Inbetween or it can be about anything else that we've talked about or movies or anything like that. 
or recommendations that you have, any type of that stuff. Uh, you can send that to me at thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. All right, my beautiful monkeys and my fellow travelers, I will talk to you guys next time.